Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about The Iron Claw, the new A24 film starring Zac Efron and a bunch of other people. Uh, we're going to go and get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Uh, I think that this movie technically came out in 2023, right? Or was it... Was it, it like Select yeah. City 2023? We just happened to get exactly. to it a couple weeks late because too much stuff came out. Um, because Houston. Houston, you know how we do. Um, yeah. but yeah, we will be spoiling it. Uh, there is a lot to spoil. Um, I mean, it is a true story, so there is that. But fair warning if you don't know the story of the Von Erich wrestling family, um, and you care about the spoilers for the Iron Claw, which I, I would think is probably better for you if you don't know what's going in, uh, maybe wait. Just don't listen to the back. Don't listen to segment three. Okay. That's all we got for you. Yeah. But um, we're not going to spoil anything until we get to the news. So Dylan, what you got this week? All right. So I will start with some Golden Globes coverage. Uh, For those that don't remember, this is the award show that's not the Oscars, but it is the one that had all the controversy because their voting body was like 80 white dudes. Um, Of course. But then they, they were taken off the air. They were basically ended the show for a couple of years and this is their year back on cbs on a new network with new voting body they kind of had one last year this is supposed to be like their big return um, uh-huh. i think they upped it to 300 members now so it's still like wow. a very small the reason it's not quite as respected is because it's so easy to bribe 80 people i've, I've heard that um, i've heard that yeah. it's like an easily fixed sort of show did you watch it this year i watched it yeah okay I did not. Um, yeah, it's not. It it's 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 watched because it kind of sets the the tone for the Oscars and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like they'll, it kind of informs what's like front runner. Right. Um, but the Oscars, the Academy is like over ten thousand voters, and this is like a few couple hundred now. You know, so famously, one reason they got canceled because of the bribes was because they flew them all out to Paris and put them up in a five star hotel and let them visit the Emily in Paris set, which is not a good show. And then I got nominated for best <laughs> comedy. It was crazy. Okay. Um, but stuff like that, you know? Sure. Yeah, I got you. Um, so with that preface that we don't love the golden gloves, but the, the, I'm sure you've seen the memes. The I mean, I've seen all the stuff. joke. I've seen all the joke, Joe Coy stuff. Yeah. He was awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, unfortunate. <laughs> the jokes weren't joking. No. Uh, they, yeah. But well, he wrote the ones that did joke though. Yeah. I didn't write here. I had a little meltdown. It was weird. I, it, was it was great. Y'all wanted a perfect monologue? I got this job 10 days ago. Am I crazy <laughs> or is 10 days an okay amount of time to write a five minute thing? Uh, if you're a professional comedian, yes. Yeah. I was like, I mean, it, 10 days seems fine. I know Tina day, ten, and Amy knock it out in like a day. 10 I'm days seems long enough to be passable and not bomb. Maybe you're not going to get over, but like to not bomb and get memed. Yeah. Come on. I agree. I agree. Yeah. The jokes were, it's not even like that they were offensive. They were just, Bad. I mean, they were. I mean, some of them were, were several of them funny. were. Yeah. Several, several were offensive, but, uh, but very few were funny. But you can be like Ricky Gervais, who did this a million times for the Golden Globes and be offensive, but they're funny. So people let it go, you know? Like, right. This is just Barbie's about women <laughs> with big boobs. Boobs. Right? <laughs> okay. Th- anyway. That's that's the thing. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna be offensive, at least be funny. Jeez, God, crazy. Um. Okay, so the 
they separate things into drama and comedy, musical comedy. Yeah. Best drama was Oppenheimer. Best musical comedy was Poor Things. Um, wow. Beating okay. Out Barbie. Barbie was kind of, I think, a front runner there, but Poor Things, which I loved, so I'm not not upset at all. Do you Poor think that was recency bias, or do you think that's uh Okay, so I have, I have a theory on this. Uh, okay, the, we talked about how they in, introduced the cinematic box office achievement. Award. Oh, that's right. I can't wait to see what won that because I actually don't know what won anything. So they made a big deal about that during the show. It was like a whole thing, um, and they went up and accepted an award. Just like it wasn't like the fan vote with the Oscars, where it was just like, and, and, the, and this, this one, the on. fan award. Yeah, this is like a whole award. It's called Best Picture, uh, box office achievement. Like it's a third best picture, um, and. Barbie won that one. Okay. So like I kind of don't like it. Not I'm not saying Barbie should have won Best Musical Comedy, but I feel like maybe that's like, oh, we'll just give that one to Barbie and then this way we can do you know what I mean? I feel like it made yeah. its chances for comedy a little bit. Sure. I get that. Because you have a consolation prize to give someone now if you don't want to nominate like the the popular movie. Right. Hmm. I don't know. Just how I feel. Yeah, but, no, yeah, no, you're you're not off base there. You're not off base there. But I'm not mad at how it played out. I don't like Oppenheimer as best drama, but what else was I think up? Oppenheimer's a super safe pick, though. Like Oppenheimer's good. Everybody likes Oppenheimer. Yeah. But it's like, just just okay, sure. Is your favorite band also Led Zeppelin? Cool. I think they just passed over Nolan a bunch, and this is kind of like his year. They do that a lot, oh, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. He's been nominated so many times, and they're like, all right, let's let's do it now. Um same sure. with Robert Downey Jr. He got the actor award for that. Um, so I thought he was good in that, but not like yeah. blown away. I by mean, his performance. he was good, but like, I don't know. Chill out. Um, like, yeah. For a supporting like, actor? Yeah. Um, All best right. non English film, which is what they call foreign, is <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall. Uh, okay. I recently watched it and I, it was like, I don't it remember. It was so, that. so good. Oh, really? It sounds familiar. It's like a French courtroom drama. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. Um, you would love it. Like, I'm very convinced that it was like, I even thought that watching it. I was like, Michael, would Michael really will like love this. this. This is, this yeah. is already Michael would love this. It's two and a half hours and French. It's Perfect. just like Titan. It's just like way. Titan. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And then male actor, Killian Murphy, female actor, Lily Gladstone from Kills of the Flower Moon. Oh, first person, okay. First time an indigenous person has won, so that's nice. Wow, that's cool. A native actress. Um, Paul Giamatti for Holdovers for Best Male Actor Comedy. Female Actor Comedy, Emma Stone. Deserved, yeah. I think. Oh, she, um, yeah, obviously. As we talked about, see three episodes ago, or whatever. Yeah. Supporting Actor, Danny Jr., Supporting Actress, Divine Joy Randolph from Holdovers. Oh, sure. Uh, Director Christopher Nolan, we knew. Screenplay Anatomy of a Fall, which was like any screenplay, not just foreign. So that's cool. Um, okay. Song What Was I Made For from Barbie, Score Oppenheimer. And then they did a bunch of TV ones, but we don't care about TV. Succession and The Bear won drama and comedy. Sure. Man, everybody's talking about TV. The Bear. I've, I've, I haven't seen it. So it's really good. I'm sure. Very, very good on Hulu. Um, okay. More news. Uh, Mandalorian and Grogu is a oh. movie that Star Wars just announced. Uh, it's okay. Well, that's the title. The titled Mandalorian, The Mandalorian and Grogu. I don't like um, the John title. Favreau. Yeah, I don't like the title. John Favreau is directing, Kathleen Kennedy and Dave Filoni producing. Um, set to go into production this year, maybe presumably coming out next year. Who knows? Um, and then there are also 
developing Ahsoka season two. Uh, okay. So the title, you said you don't like it? No, I think it's very stupid. It sounds like a placeholder <laughs> title. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't. I mean, it tells you what it is. So, I mean, that, I guess that's I fine. I don't like. I think it should be like Grogu and the Mandalorian sounds better than Man- the Mandalorian and Grogu. It just sounds bad. It, it does sound bad. I also don't like necessarily Grogu and the Mandalorian either. I think. But the like blank and the blank is. Yeah. A better yeah. sounding title, I think. It's not the know? Blowfish and Hootie. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, exactly. But it's a just called it like give it a Star Wars name. A Star Wars name. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. From the from the book of Mandalorian. Is this Ray movie gonna be called Ray? No. I guess it is solo. There's a precedent. There's a precedent. Okay. Why do you go by your real name? Solo. Um, (sighs) it almost feels mean to cover Star Wars movie announcements at this point because it's been like five years since the last Star Wars movie and there's a million in the pipeline and none of them are getting made. So right. I'm sure they are getting made, but like none of them have begun. Not Nothing's been shot yet in five years. So. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, if they are announcing new stuff, they've got to be making it. And if, sure. it's, if it's Mandalorian, it's going to get made. Like that's the most popular Star Wars. I have more faith forever. in this one. I do too. But they have announced and canceled a million movies like Taika Waititi's and Kathleen Kennedy's and Ryan Johnson's trilogy. And uh, Ryan Johnson's is still just... happening, right? Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not canceled, Dylan. Okay, so I'm going to maybe move some news to next week. I have a 2024 preview here. Okay. Um, And it's just kind of like going through the months, looking at what the comic book blockbuster movie is going to look like next year. Um, yeah, I, w- I, I want to hear about that. It's nice to have a little snapshot of what the year will look like, I think. I say next year. I keep saying that. It's this year. My bad. Right. I, <laughs> 2024. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't really know even what we're looking at in the in, in the uh, comic book movie realm this coming year. So yeah. I guess that, that's something to look forward to for next week. Oh, no. I'm going to... I'll just go through them now, but like some of my okay. other news is all... So we got oh, Echo today. We got Echo today, which I haven't watched. We haven't watched yet. It's not out yet. It came out... Um, yeah. As of airing. And then on February 14th, Valentine's Day, we got Madam Web. Very hyped, I, Michael? I, I'm hyped. I, I I think I really want to see it. I think it's going to be terrible. I agree. I have a question <laughs> but, for you. Oh, go ahead. I want you to rank the three, because we get three Sonys next year. We get Venom 3, Craven, and Madam Web. Watch, don't make me watch Craven, Dylan. You're going to watch all three of them, and I want you to know what, I want you to predict what your ranking will be. What's obvious, like, okay, my, my ranking of, like, <clears throat> camp enjoyment it can be any reason, yeah. Uh, Venom, Madam Web, and then and a distant, distant third, uh, Craven. And I'm not gonna love any of them, but I think I'll have fun. we. Can, I think we'll have fun with Venom. Yeah, I think we'll have the most fun with Venom because I, I think, think it's definitely figured Madam it out. Web, though we might, we might. The trailer doesn't look great, but it looks awful. Yeah, yeah, but it we looks... might be forced to ironically stand. I'm just saying. But I refuse to ironically stand Craven. Boys, your mother is dead. Madam Webb <laughs> has the worst trailer line, I feel like, which is he knew my mom when she was investigating spiders in the Amazon right before she died. It was like something like that. Oh my god. I, I need to learn it specifically. But anyway, <laughs> March 1st, we got Dune. Part two. Yes. Obviously. Um very hype. Um 
And then March 29th, we've got Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Truly don't care. Do you? No. <laughs> we've I... seen the trailer for that. It looks okay, I think. But they're back yeah. in New York, so that's cool. Um, March 29th, we've got Mickey 17, which is the Bong Joon-ho yeah. uh, Robert Pattinson movie, which I'm very excited about. It's a book. We should read it, Michael. We should oh, bring back the club. Resur- resurrect the club. The book's called Mickey 7. I'm very confused about that. The movie's called Mickey 17. I don't understand. Mickey 7. That sounds really familiar. Okay, maybe we already covered this and we talked about Mickey 17. I think so. Um, April, we got Godzilla X Kong. I don't know how to say it. Godzilla Kong. I, New Empire. I don't know, Dylan. Like People tell me you're I not supposed to, to say me. the X. But So it's just Godzilla Kong. Well, like when it's like, what I don't know. It's like the Rihanna brand is like Savage Fenty. It's not Savage X Fenty, right? Like, yeah, it's like Spy Family, right? But like, am I saying Godzilla Kong? That sounds so Very, stupid. I don't like that. Well, this movie's gonna be bad anyway. Who cares? Um, and then nope. we got in April we got Civil War, the Alex Garland movie. Um, okay, I'm very excited about that. I know it's really divisive because people don't. I don't know. I see a lot of people. Have you seen the trailer for it? I can't remember if we talked about it. At I don't all, think we but... did. Oh, no. There was a trailer in front of Iron Claw, right? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, so I did see it in front of Iron Claw. It we saw Iron Claw together, cool, actually. So, yeah. yeah. Um, May 24th, we got Furiosa. Um, and then also May 24th, Kingdom really of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, I, I'll choose Furiosa, Furiosa over that. Um I don't. I don't care about either one. I feel like I'm in the minority with with the Planet of the Apes thing. Um, Me too. Yeah. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, and everybody loves these movies, and and I just don't get it. I like elements of them. I really like the monkey politics, like uh, in the I think Rise. I thought I thought Rise was real good until they started involving humans. Like I don't care about this, but I thought like the 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 dynamics between the monkey politics or whatever i forget it's been so i saw it in theaters the last time so like chill out um i thought that part was really interesting and then <laughs> i just don't care and then the, whichever one had woody harrelson and it was uh, i did not like i'm a couple behind so i don't have a good opinion either um june 7th got ballerina it's john wick spinoff it takes place in between before the last movie so he's alive i guess and it's anadarmus um yeah. june 28th a quiet place day one a prequel starring Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, I don't like prequels, but I like this franchise and I like the actress. So yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I, again, I don't love the prequels either, but like, I'll give it a pass. But I thought um, I thought the first movie was like the origin story, though. It was just like focused on that one family. I think this might like focus on exactly what happened. The because they were already living at that house and adjusted by that time, sure. kind of. You know. Yeah. I don't know. July nineteenth, we got Twisters. Uh, Twisters, like the like tornadoes. Yeah, don't, we'll make it. It is twenty twenty three. We're making a Twister sequel. You look. I know you like good. weather movies. I love weather movies, and it's like a, a art house director. He did Minari for A twenty four. It's got a good. It's got a good cast. It doesn't make any sense this movie. Um, okay, but I'm like very intrigued. I'm, I'm in for it. Twisters. Sign me up. Um, we got Deadpool three, July twenty sixth. That's the biggest comic book I think next year. Um, we've talked about Deadpool. Is it actually coming uh, out that date? Seems like it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, August 9th, Borderlands, the Eli Roth movie. I'm still not convinced that that's ever coming out, but they finished it ages ago. So mm-hmm. it's the Kate Blanchett. None of it makes sense. It sounds like AI 
written the Kate Winter Eli Roth Borderlands movie. Yeah, um, that isn't that doesn't isn't make that sense. a big IP that people people love Borderlands. Dude. I love Borderlands so the games, but I did like ten years ago. I think you know. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I mean, I think the the ship has definitely sailed. So, well, we'll see. Um, we got an Alien movie August sixteenth by Fed Alvarez. Uh-huh. So, okay, maybe. Craven the Hunter, August 30th, the one Michael's been waiting for. Counting the days. Um, September 13th, another one Michael's hyped about, Transformers 1. It's no. an animated prequel. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I'm I'm calling it right now. We're not going. I'm not. I'm Michael's not. dry heaving. <laughs> I can't go. I'm sick that day. Wait, what day? I understand. September 13th? Uh, that's, yeah. That's like my, that's my birthday weekend. I can't go. Sorry. Amazing. It's perfect. Yeah, I can't do um, it. Okay, well, if you choose not to go, I realize it's probably because you're gearing up for October 4th with his Joker folie. <laughs> I I am legitimately excited for that. I think it's going to be a mess. Uh, knowing nothing about other than what we already know. I feel like we haven't had any news in a minute on the Lady Gaga. Uh, I'm excited to see it. Joaquin too. Phoenix movie. I think it's going to be something to watch. <laughs> we got uh, Venom 3, V3 on November 8th. <laughs> Yes. Um, December 20th, got Sonic the Hedgehog 3. I'm in they for that. They turn those out quick, I feel like. Yeah, right? Maybe I just have no concept of time. Well, they fixed fast like... the first time, so now they can just like crank them out. Yeah, make fast. Is yeah, make new... fast. Yeah. Gotta make fast. Christmas Day, we got Nosferatu, the Robert Eggers. Yes. Uh... That's it. That's the best movie on the list. You think? Yeah, you're probably right. I do. Yes. Better than Craven? Mm, maybe not. Maybe it's like, okay, so, uh, Almost first, right behind Craven. I think Twisters is first. It's plural, <laughs> by the way. Twisters. That's how you know it's Twi- a sequel. So. With an S or a Z? Oh, I wish it was a Z. It's Twisters. <laughs> um, and then we got some undated stuff in spring, X-Men 97, fall, Agatha Darkhold Diaries. As a reminder, there's no MCU movies next year or this year. So That's so um, interesting. Unless you count Deadpool. Uh, got a Spider-Man animated series this year. Marvel Zombies, that Penguin show that's coming out on Max, the Matt right. Reeves one, which I feel like they made ages ago. But yeah, I feel like we haven't talked about that. And, yeah, and then we get our first DCU entry in the form of Creature Commandos, the Max that's, original. That's where we're series. starting, huh? That's how you got to kick it off. It's like doing with Iron DC Man. Guardians. You know, I feel like the vibe is supposed to be. That's what it looks like, but we'll. I'm hoping it's not that. We'll see. Okay. I mean, it does have it's James Gunn. What? 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 In only one role? <laughs> what? What? No way. How crazy is it? I, I feel like there has to be some self awareness on James Gunn's part. That just looks like, uh, what if I did Guardians but over in DC? Yeah, he's talked about it before. I don't. Oh, think okay. Okay. Hey, it seems like he Ever, doesn't care about anything. I think all will be forgiven if they're good. You know, oh, like, of course, you do you, so we'll see. But yeah, overall, I feel like next year it's affected or this year, sorry, it's affected by the strike, obviously. But I think it still, there's still like a lot of big tentpole movies to see, you know, and yeah. it's harder to preview the like awards contenders because they all come out in the winter and we don't even know they exist at this point, a lot of them, you know. So, but overall, good blockbusters. I mean, I'm looking forward to some of those for sure. Agreed. But that's all I got. All right. Well, let's hear about that live sale. 
I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we're going to talk about my portion of the news. But before we do that, we're going to do our picks of the week. I'm going first, and surprising nobody at all, I'm picking a game. The new D&D book is out, and it's not just a book, Dylan. Dungeons and Dragons, the deck of many things, um, which is now out for fifth edition. And it is a book and deck of cards and playmat, a bunch of other crap that comes with it. Uh, the deck of many things, if you don't know, is an in-universe item um, that's magic. And usually when players find it, they never find a complete deck. They find it with uh, just a few cards. And if you draw from the deck, any manner of crazy things can happen. Like just dragons show up out of nowhere. It starts raining potatoes, you know, just anything like all sorts of goofy stuff can happen. Um, so it's updated for fifth edition, bunch of cool new stuff. Great art. Go check it out. That's cool. Yeah. Um, my pick, it's kind of a light week. It looks like holiday affected it, but yeah. it's a ultimate Spider-Man one. It's kicking off the new ultimate universe in the Marvel, Marvel comics. I haven't read it yet, admittedly, but it's by Jonathan Hickman art by Marco Cicciato. Um, so it's like a list people on it, Yeah, but it's Absolutely. like, from what I've heard, it's really divergent from like normal Spider-Man stuff. Divergent. So divergent divergent yeah it's gonna be really it looks really good i also have not read it and i anticipate a sellout so of course um anyway moving on to my news i don't have much this week in fact i only have two very small pieces of news and trailers so um the news quick uh tiny slivers of news here stranger things season five uh production has officially begun we reported that it would start first week of january and uh this is me to tell you it started um, this is the final season of Netflix hit series. Um, uh, it, I don't know who, um, I don't know when we're coming out with this sometime. It'll be out one day. Um, the director behind last year's who, uh, last year's hit prey Dan Trachtenberg is going to be down doing uh, an episode as well, which is pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, just a bunch of teases and Duffer brothers say, Quote, there are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things. New mysteries, new adventures, and new unexpected heroes. Um, people are ex- uh, assuming that means spinoff, which makes it sense. Does. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can't kill this cash cow. Stranger Things is money. But yeah. you can only have 25-year-olds playing kids for, you know, so long. College years. Right. Anyway, so that is exciting that uh, stranger things is coming back soon hopefully um we have update and updated casting on uh guillermo del toro's frankenstein uh, he's cast his uh his monster in jacob alordi from saltburn which i have replacing not replacing andrew garfield yes replacing andrew garfield which is a very interesting decision but i'm guessing i don't know why but um i <laughs> I'm excited for this movie. I love Del Toro. So do, what do you think about this guy, Dylan? I don't know him. It's a, it's a little... Oh, I think he's a really good actor, but I feel like it is a little a little bit of a downgrade maybe, but 
he is like the it boy right now. Um, sure. He just did Priscilla and, and Saltburn and he's like a big deal. So I kind of see why they would go to him after Andrew Garfield. I wonder why he left though. It's interesting. Yeah. We'll see. I'll see what happens. Um, okay. Moving on to the trailers. Um, we got a, an updated trailer for the new Dario Argento documentary Panico uh, uh, about the Giallo maestro and, you know, the person that studies at James Wan's feet, Dario Argento. Um, that's a joke, um, which has uh, been retroactively acquired by Shudder. So it's going to be on Shudder uh, starting February okay. 2nd. And I always love um, film documentaries. I think they're always tons of fun. And this one is directed by Simone Scafti, or Scadfi, uh, who also did uh, the Lucio Fulci uh, biopic, uh, Fulci for Fake which is uh, really good. Uh, and Lucio Fulci, if you don't know, is another Italian horror director. So, um, And the, the, the description here is, in a secluded ambiance of hotel rooms, Dario Argento crafted his greatest cinematic creations, seeking solace from the outside world to delve into his nightmares. Now he finds in a hotel room, now he finds himself in a hotel room to return to the very setting that ignited his creative fervor to conclude his latest script and participate in an intimate interview, all while being followed by a film crew, film crew documenting his life for a movie about his illustrious career. So, judging from this trailer, you get a bunch of uh, Italian people and filmmakers uh, and people who worked with Argento in the past putting them over, talking about how great Argento is. And the trailer looks fun, um, but that's coming from me, a person who is a massive Argento stan. Um, I'm curious what Dylan would think about this. I think it looks interesting regardless. Even if you like, even if you don't know all about it, it looks informative. So I think anyone could get something out of it, you know? I think so too. I think so too. And as a big malignant fan. Oh my god. It, like I I think I am a big fan. So to I'm see to see it. where, you know, Argento has gotten some inspiration from and exactly you know, can draw some parallels between Suspiria. Well, Suspiria's not a jello. Um, between like something like a uh phenomena and you know malignant. And malignant. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, moving on. We got a trailer for The First Omen. So, okay. Firstly, this is a series that I do not care for. I do not like the Omen series. And I don't know it's why we're series? making... Yeah. Oop. Yeah. The, so, The Omen was a, came out in uh, late 70s, early 80s, I think. Oh. And then there was, a re there was a couple Omen movies. And they did a remake, I want to say, 15, 20 years ago. With Lieb Schreiber in it, I it was saw that also one, pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. Um, but here we have a trailer for the first Omen, and it's coming to theaters April fifth. So I don't know why this gets funding. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know why this is the series that we're we're going with. Um, but anyway, so we got a trailer for it, and um, it's 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 uh, in the film. Quote, when a young American woman is sent to Rome to begin a life of service to the church, she encounters a darkness that causes her to question her own faith and uncovers a terrifying conspiracy that hopes to bring about the birth of evil incarnate. Uh, what did you think of this trailer, Dylan? Um, kind of boring. I yeah, thought. I did too. I don't know. There was some I okay didn't... imagery. I'll give it that. It had some okay vibes, but I'm seeing through it. And I think this movie is going to be pretty terrible. I think it looked really standard. Nothing stood out to me. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's, it's one of those movies where I'd have to hear it's good to want to go, you know? Yeah, I think it's definitely a skip, especially since I don't like this franchise. But 
again, if I hear it's good, I'll go. But or if it's a slow month or something, I don't know. But um, moving on, we got a we got a, a a full trailer for another or an updated trailer for Lisa Frankenstein, uh, with a bunch of new stuff in it. Uh, I think we got a teaser previously, even mm-hmm. though teasers are getting a lot longer these days. Not to sound like old, but teasers are now like a minute and a half. Um, so we got this new Zelda Williams directed film, Lisa Frankenstein, um, which is. Set in 1989, the film follows an unpopular high schooler who accidentally reanimates a handsome Victorian corpse during a lightning storm and starts to rebuild him into the man of her dreams using uh, the broken tanning bed in her in her garage. Um, there's also uh, a, a new updated plot synopsis, which is a coming of rage love story about a misunderstood teenager and her high school crush who happens to be a handsome corpse. After a set of playfully horrific circumstances bring him back to life, the two embark on a murderous journey to find love, happiness, and a few missing body parts along the way. It's also, um, I think, written by Diablo Cody or produced something, maybe? Yeah, written by Diablo Cody um, of Jennifer's body fame. So I thought the trailer looked pretty cool. I am excited for this movie. It It is weird that we're getting a bunch of Frankenstein content. It is weird. Yeah, it's, it's all happening at the same time. Uh, I think... I have mixed feelings because I feel like it doesn't look that good, but I have I so much trailer, faith in Diablo right. Cody. I'm like a huge Diablo Cody fan that I'm like automatically in, but I don't think the trailer was that good. I think the cheese, the teaser was better, right? Yeah. Agreed. This made it look worse, but I'm still looking forward to it. Same. I think the, the visuals look cool. Like I like the, the color palette and the eighties aesthetic. I think it looks good, but um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to cut a trailer for Diablo Cody's humor style. I feel like, cause it's very like, right contextual um like if he's i feel like more people have maybe seen juno you know it's kind of like right i don't know it works within the movie so i'm hoping that's the case here and it just is better than it looks right okay the final trailer that i have is really interesting and it's a gimmick and i love it all right so neon um <laughs> diet a24 has released it's not okay <laughs> it is that's what that's what we're going with um so they are kicking off 2024 by releasing a weird 37 second teaser of a movie. And it, the thing is, we don't know what movie this is a teaser for. We know it's for one of their movies. Um, it's They have three horror movies in their current lineup. Uh, one's called Cuckoo, one's called Long Legs, and one's called Immaculate. We don't know if this is um, one of those or something else. Cuckoo looks good. Yeah, it does. Um, so what we have here is we have a thirty a thirty five second clip, and it begins with the photo of a a family photo of a mother, father, and a daughter. A call to nine one one plays over the top of the photo with the father explaining to the operator that something has happened to his daughter, and he says, "quote That's not my daughter." He says at one point during the during the chilling call, and then the clip ends in what looks to be a crime scene photo. There's also strange symbols throughout the video, which I'm sure someone will decode at some point. Um, but I thought this was super cool, uh, interesting way to get some hype up for maybe some prop, some property that, or project that is, wasn't going to get it before. What'd you think, Dylan? Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I feel like I saw it on TikTok, which is, oh, really? That's a win if you, you know, we see someone stitching it. Uh, so I don't know. It looks, I mean, it's working so far. That's all I can say. I mean, we, we know nothing. I can't comment on the movie itself but the trailer great no notes i really enjoyed the trailer or the the teaser i think i'm excited for whatever this is 
This is a teaser. Yeah. This is this is a teaser, folks. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is how you do it. Anyway, that's all I've got this week. So let's hear about those tabletop events. Now it's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at Arcady and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we're going to talk about The Iron Claw, the new film from... Actually, I don't know who directed this movie. Is this uh, Sean Durkin? Sean Durkin, yeah. Sean Durkin. I don't know if I know that. I don't think I know that name. Um, it's not a bunch of other stuff. But anyway, um, or some other things. Um, we will be spoiling this movie. So if you have not seen The Iron Claw and you do not know the story of the wrestling family, the Von Erichs, uh, you really probably should avoid spoilers because there's a lot that happens in this movie that I think is better if you don't know. Probably. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll find out. But if you don't want to know, tune off now. Um, but there we go. Anyway, so Dylan, let's talk about our hype levels before we saw this. I'll go first. So this is a wrestling movie um, or mm-hmm. a movie. This isn't a, well, I didn't expect it to have a lot of wrestling in it, but yet it did. Um, as a wrestling fan, I was very excited for this movie. I know the Von Erichs. As a wrestling fan who lives in Texas and has lived in Texas for a long time, I am a, well acquainted with the story of the Von Erichs. Um, I, my favorite Von Erich was Carrie, the Texas tornado. I loved him as a kid. I thought he was great. Uh, and I was super into it. Um yeah, so anyway, that's uh that's I was super hyped. And plus hearing all the great feedback, uh it's it's pretty well reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um 88% rotten tomatoes. Um so I was very much looking forward to it. What about you? I was really looking forward to it. I've seen um a lot of like reviewers that I like online have really good reaction to it. It was kind of trending on TikTok also to be like people crying coming out of the theater. Right, before Iron Claw and after Iron Claw exactly yeah so i was like i need to see what what's so sad about it i knew from you basically right i knew like all the we're spoiling it, you said i knew like yeah. all but one of them died but i didn't know like how or when or the circumstances yeah. at all really um, right so yeah i was looking forward to it right Long yeah short. okay so we saw it together actually which doesn't get to happen a lot these days now that i work it, it's I a triangle on his turf this time right and never again <clears throat> that that theater is not great um i'll meet you on your home turf not your that's that's turf. way better let's come out to sugar yeah. show yeah. you how we do it um anyway but yeah so we saw it uh together out uh by me by, by, by the clear lake store 
and we're we're in we're in theater 23 of a 30 you know what i mean of a 26 you know auditorium theater this is in the end the tiny theater so this is it's probably gonna be this that was probably the last week i can't imagine it's gonna have a lot more time left um unfortunately so there's a lot this is a really weird movie I want to preface by saying I did really enjoy it, but there's a lot of weirdness about this movie. Like it's not at all what I expected it to be. How so? Um, I like I said, I didn't expect to have a lot of wrestling. Like there was like two full matches. I mean, not full. I mean, they're a little. They're like three minutes, but you have multiple three-minute match segments and a lot but of montages too. Yeah, a lot of montages, um, which is interesting. Um, so I don't know. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I also wasn't. I wasn't expecting to not have one of the Von Erichs brothers represented, which is an interesting decision. Um, but I, I can get into that when we talk about the the, the penultimate scene of the movie. Because um, not everything in this movie is is accurate. I mean, most of it is, but like so, okay. so the way certain events happened, they didn't, you know, it didn't happen that way. Um, or at least had not, were not reported to have happened that way. Um, so, okay. um, I was like, why did we delete a whole brother? Um, it, I mean, to, to consolidate his story, I guess with others, because his story kind of overlaps with Mike's a little bit, but anyway, um, let's talk about the performances first. Um, I think everybody in this movie was very good. Oh, well, I agree. I, I don't know if it, I, everybody was good to very good. I should say. Um, I think Zac I like Efron, the performance a little bit more. I thought they were all fantastic. I, I think the only one that I think. Actually, no, I guess everybody was good. I'm only I'm mainly thinking of like the, the side characters. You know, oh, like like, uh, like James and stuff like that. No, no, no. Like, like, like literally like side characters like wrestlers. Like people, people portraying actual wrestlers. Oh, like, I wasn't even thinking of them. Of bad. course, oh, well, you wouldn't. But like the guy who did Ric Flair was awful. Like we're going for accuracy. I, I mean, you know, like he objectively was objectively a bad sequence. I didn't like it at all. And right. I don't know if I don't know about the accuracy at all. But that that annoyed me. Well, <laughs> so the, it was so wildly inaccurate. It took me out of being able to tell whether or not the Ric Flair bit was even good or not. Like I was just like, who? You were what? laughing at it. Well, yeah. What is he doing? Like, anyway, he's do- just anyway, whatever. The, the it was a very he looks like Ric Flair, but he Ric Flair has a very easily imitatable voice and cadence and style of, and mannerisms. He's very flamboyant. Okay. He's been he's talked the same way for forty years. So, anyway, um, I thought the performances were 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 very good. Um. Hey, who stood out for you the most? Um, so I, I'll say Zach Efron, obviously, as I mean, that's that's an easy answer as as the lead of Kevin Von Eric. Um I think that I really liked Harris Dickinson as David Von Eric. I thought he was really good too. I, I mean, I expected Jeremy Allen White to also be great, of course. That's like an expectation. But I really liked Harris Dickinson as David. I thought he had uh he had a lot more depth to the role than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, I feel like he had the least material to deal with a little bit, you know, yeah. like 
or at least in in terms of like an emotional gut punch, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think he did a lot with what he had. And Jeremy Allen White was uh, probably the standout for me. I thought predictably he, great. Like I, he was so good. I thought I wish it had focused on him more. You know, um, I thought he man. was more interesting. But I, I understand why they centered it on Kevin because he's the one with the life so bleak. You know, um, I mean the movie is already like it's already bleak, very bleak. But if you're following the the survivor, it's like less bleak in my opinion right um but even the parents were really good lily james uh as pam uh yes Kevin's wife she was really great too um i don't know i love that's that's like what was like the five star element for me was the performances were just so good like it could have been any script and i would have enjoyed myself because that's true everybody everybody really, everybody really good job. yeah and i don't know about like the intricacies of the stunts and stuff like that but if i believed it what they were doing uh, okay, ending, as, as a complete yeah. casual, I believed what they were doing in the ring. You know what I mean? Absolutely. No, they look good. The, Zach Efron was taking those bumps and he looked good. And they were like uh, jumping and stuff. Was yeah. that them? I don't know. But Th like, that was that was them. That was them. I mean, they, they had to be trained. They got trained to be able to work a three minute match, uh, according to interviews. Like they, they could work a full match Um, by the time they were done filming. Now, I mean, it was the same match every single time, you know. Which is not great for being yeah. a professional, but good for this. Um, yeah, it looked like they put in some effort. To they did. They really did. They really tried. They, had to do. they really did. Um, but yeah, so the performances, I think, hands down, easily, no no contention there. Um, now we talked about it a little bit um, outside the theater. Um, that the the amount of in ring action was weird. I because I asked that question. To, it was like so. Far, I, I was. It was interesting to me to see how they portray in ring wrestling in a in a film, because it's always different. It's not portrayed like it is on television, you know. So I asked everybody the question outside the theater. I was like, so as for the non wrestling fans, was there just enough, not enough, or too much wrestling in the movie? And everybody was like, too much, because I and and I I agree with you because it didn't really other than the first match where it sets up, you know, um, Kevin Von Erich's health problems and the seriousness of the way that they can get injured in the match. Because it's important. Because if if you're a person that goes mm -hmm. into it thinking wrestling's fake and thinking of wrestling as fake, I should say. It's like, oh, this is a bunch of phony wrestlers. As opposed to, oh no, there's a bunch of guys doing like, uh, you know, an athletic exhibition. No, they're not fighting, but they're performing athletically for you, right? And I think you needed that to illustrate how serious the injuries can be and the sure. amount of harm that they do to their bodies to do the performance. Right. Um, so that first match makes sense because they really sell Kevin getting suplexed under the cement and like having a hard time. He can't get in the ring. He's gassed up. He can't breathe. True. You know, so I think that's important. But all the other matches really don't do anything for the story. Yeah. It almost had like, so I have like obviously a uh, very much like a more narrow frame frame of reference. Um I've only I think the only other wrestling movie I've seen is The Wrestler, and I really like that. And that didn't have a lot of wrestling in it, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that one? The yeah, the wrestler Darren Yeah. Of yeah. course. Have I seen um, the wrestling movies? Yes. No. My bad. I'm sorry. Th that movie's great. Uh, but it had like Creed level amount of like action does that make sense you know i was like huh like it it's just it's not that i didn't enjoy those sequences it's just like i was so invested in their 
emotional arcs and it just kind of came to a screeching halt a little bit when we had to be like all right it's time for a time for a match few minutes, few minutes with this and like because they even did it with the, with the tv intro right they would have like the te- television intro like okay now it's time to watch the match yeah and i felt the same like i thought the most egregious part was the rick flair thing because he's not a character in the movie it was i think it was just purely there to be like isn't this cool for like right this must right. be how for, marvel, for me. Pe- pe- marvel people fan like uh you know non-marvel people feel when like a character i know shows up you know right. I was like why do i care about this guy like, like, it was who's, like this, who's this blonde guy minutes, it felt like just talking to the tv and i was like all right, right. let's move I, on i i the yeah right like the best so that that's called doing a cutting a promo rick flair they just show rick flair cutting a promo on the match that they're gonna have which is wrestling fiction you know what i mean it doesn't serve the plot in any way that's because we have already established in the movie that wrestling is a work right that i mean they didn't mm-hmm. do, they didn't like go around the block to, to to tell you how much of a show it is you know that but it was alluded to they showed guys working out their matches ahead of time saying okay i'm gonna throw you you jump on me and then do this and then we're, then it's, it's over um but him and the match itself had no real no like, no bearing on the plot narrative impact really so especially like i don't even know if you would have remembered that Ric Flair was the person that hair that, that, uh, that the belt was lost to in the first place, you know, like that, cause they mentioned it earlier in the movie when it's, uh, Carrie Von Eric is wrestling Ric Flair and it, they see his, his mom is sitting on the, 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 in, in the chair watching the TV, uh, and somebody and Carrie wins the NWA world, world title. That's Ric Flair. So there is a callback to Ric Flair, but like we don't see him. We don't, he's not there. So all of a sudden, that. yeah, well, of course you didn't because you don't know, you don't connect with the name Ric Flair. So it doesn't mean anything. So they didn't do a good job of like tying that together because like that was the original, that was the, that's the tie in there is that Carrie was wrestling Ric Flair for the world title, won the world title, then loses his foot and then Kevin has to go do the fight. I, the only benefit I think we got narratively out of the Ric Flair scenes or segment was the afterwards scene in the locker room was really <laughs> just, was I, I was so awkward. It was so, I was secondhand embarrassed to be sitting there while that was going on, but it was really funny too. Yeah. Um, what else didn't work for you, Dylan? So, I mean, I feel like I haven't said I did really like the movie as well. Um, I just so I have like a bias against biopics a little bit. They're mm-hmm. not they're just not my not my favorite kind of movie. Um, this one was like definitely one of the better biopics I've seen, but I feel like a lot of them suffer from like not a uh, like cohesive narrative, and it's a little bit like and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. You know, just kind of like a um, Wikipedia entry a little bit and less of a script because things sure. don't in real life things don't happen for a reason to pay off later they just happen you know right um so it's not like as emotionally fulfilling but like i said the performances made up for that but it did suffer a little bit from not a lot happening in the beginning which i also really enjoyed because there was a lot of emotional uh, yeah. uh, arcs in there but then like boom 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 at the end you know like i, I agree this happened, this happened this happened and i was like it i've the, the pacing was weird. I agree. Cause like the tragedy train really just all hits at once. It's, it does. It, it's, it's a little, it's almost 
too much. Um, I was I was recounting it to Lori, who doesn't know the story, and I was like, and then this guy died, and then this guy lost his foot, and then you know, she's like, oh my god, it sounds like Guardians three. Like it's just so it's just so like comedically sad, like all at once. It's like yeah, it kind of is, but um, it did I, feel like tragedy porn a little bit. Um, right. I mean, but, the, but all that happened though. To be fair, all it that did, did happen. That is all legit. But what didn't happen, and what kind of like the part that took me out a little bit, and I think it worked for a lot of people actually, was the like heaven sequence. Yeah. Um, I didn't. It didn't work for me that part, but I think I, a lot of people connected with it. So that, that's the part that that's the part that Laurie said is like Guardians Three. That is just like emotionally manipulative, you know. And I agree. I thought it worked very well, but it is kind of ridiculous. It's kind of it's a high a concept shot. Pixar. Yeah, it's um, I, yeah, like it's, even like more specifically when they were like literally reveal it's like a dramatic reveal of the the dead little brother brother yeah Yeah. i was like all right yeah i get it i I get that i i liked that scene but however i think the bigger tearjerker moment is the final scene um with with the brothers like we'll be your brother's dad oh my god just kill me it's the saddest thing the i used to be a brother part was like the saddest part for me and they didn't even write that so right that's uh, they they, they paraphrase they they paraphrase it. That's not the exact quote. So if you're unfamiliar, uh, Kevin von Erich, the 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 uh, the living von Erich, has a famous quote. Not, maybe not that famous, where he said in an interview, "Well, I used to have five brothers, but now I'm not even a brother anymore." And I was like, "God, that is the saddest thing I've ever heard." Um, and he's Zach Efron says that to his boys in the movie. He, he's watching his twin boys play football in the yard, and he or they're not twins, but his kids uh, play football in the yard. And he's uh, he's crying, and they come over and talk to him, and they ask him what's going on, and he says something similar to that. Um, and then his kids are like, "Also, those kids are very poorly written because they were talking like they were, they were, adults. yeah, but like they're very mostly intelligent, the children, right? Well, it's okay, Dad. We'll be your brothers, which kids maybe could say, but like, but either way, that scene was very, that scene was very, uh, that's the, like the, it's okay, men can cry or something like that. I was like, eh. right, I cried. Oh, it was funny. I cried all the time." Yeah. Um. But I I think um. So one one big thing to talk about I guess is uh real quick is uh the 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 deletion of the brother Chris I feel that's real weird it's a real weird decision to make. I don't know. Do you? I mean, do you? Well, it's if you go to me, it feels disrespectful. Like if you're gonna go to the trouble to make a biopic and have it be mostly correct. And just you just have this brother that also was a wrestler and also died in Wait, a similar... I don't know what you're talking about, I'm realizing. This isn't the little boy? No, there is another brother named Chris Von Erich who was a wrestler and is not in the movie. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Now it makes he, more sense. So so in real life, uh you have Jack Jr., who died as at the age of six, uh, by electrocuting and drowning in a puddle. And then you have three brothers that died via suicide. That is Chris, uh, Mike, and Carrie. And then you have David, who died in Japan over the sepsis or whatever he had. And then Kevin, who's still alive. So yeah, Chris was uh, a rest, uh, one of the Von Erics who was like the quote-unquote runt. He was like 5'5". Five five. He had a brittle some disease where he had brittle bones. And he just kept having injuries and injuries and then you know 
of when Eric Kirsch got up to him. That is weird. I wonder why they took that out. I think it's really weird. I can understand not having Jack Jr. because that just does timeline wise. Why do we need to? Right. That doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, I get it. They referred to it. I understand. Like, we don't, that, that doesn't need to happen. But, Agreed. Yeah. But I think, the, I mean, the deletion I understand, of Chris is real weird. I understood narratively, but I wouldn't have done that. Like, there's already a lot. Right. It I mean, if like... I'm writing, if it's fiction, <laughs> that's different. But to yeah. me, if you if it's a biopic, it's kind of weird to not include the other brother that died. You know. But anyway. Um weird. that being said, visually I really liked the movie. I thought the soundtrack was good. Um all the performances were good. Um it is tough to rate because it does feel a little amateurly made. But you know, you know what I mean? Like not amateur, but like it doesn't feel like I think this movie could have definitely been better. Like with all the existing parts, maybe changing out the director, the movie might've been a little bit better. Yeah. I think maybe, I think that's, a, I think I agree with you because it's the same. The director also wrote it, but I right. thought I actually really liked the way it was uh, shot. I think it, it was shot this, nice. Yeah. It's a script that I didn't love. So maybe like, you know, it's, I don't know some of that, but I think it was just, there was like an infectious quality. You could tell how passionate everyone was about it. That's true. It's, it seemed like so. I think that it, like compensated for a lot it. Makes of you forgive a lot because, but I'll yeah. say again, like seeing poor things, it is nice to see a good movie in theaters. Like it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've been seeing a lot of junk. So super excited to see this. Um, and I think if you if you haven't seen it yet, I would recommend you see it in theaters. Although I don't think you will lose anything seeing it at home. Agreed. Yeah. I think, um, and I think anyone can get like we've had our dual perspectives here. I think a non-fan or a big fan can get something out of it, you know. Right. Unlike, well, much like the wrestler, I think by Aronofsky, I think you don't have to like wrestling at all to enjoy the wrestler. Agreed. Yeah. Um, unlike a movie, a crappy comedy like Ready to Rumble from the early two thousands, where you do absolutely have to love wrestling to get anything out of that movie, and that movie's terrible. But anyway, let's rate this movie. It's it's. <laughs> I know it's going to be kind of tough. Um, but I am going to go with passion over maybe objective quality. I think objective quality might be like three, five, but like I, or three, five plus if we had three, seven, five, that really be the sweet spot, but we don't have that. If you don't know, we rate on the letterbox scale, which is 0.5 to five. I'm going a four. I will watch it again. I really liked it despite how sad it was, but I really liked it. I'm going with a three, five. I also super enjoyed it. Respect to the um, score. I was telling Michael before it has like two star elements and five star elements, like a big gap between, I don't know, like elements, but I overall super enjoyed it. I'll never watch it again. It's too sad. Right. Uh, it's, I, if it was I a story that, it to anyone, if it was a story that I didn't know, I probably wouldn't watch it again. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I love the Von Eriks. Like I, I, I relate to it. I mean, I, I, get I, it. I, I love these guys. Um, Anyway, go see it. That's going to do yeah. it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. We really appreciate all the support. Bye, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. 
Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.